Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bradley Trainer had his mind blown last night. Mind blown. When he saw Kathy Griffin Ooh. on stage, he's about to blow ours with what she said on stage on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Yeah, so I got to see Kathy Griffin last night. She here's the first thing that bo- will blow your mind. Um, so Kathy Griffin, comedian now disgraced comedian, blacklisted comedian. She has ticked off a lot of people and upset the uh, industry apple cart. So Mm -hmm. she doesn't have any other way to make money other than uh, she's got this tour that she's doing and she's done it all over the world. And now she's come through the United States and we were, I think the fourth to last stop on her current tour last night. Here's what'll blow your mind. She performed last night for three, almost three and a half hours. Oh my God. Straight. Now, most comedians, when you go watch them perform, they're performing for what, like a 90 minute set? Maybe. And that would be long. Yeah, Yeah. right? That would be a long set. Yeah. Three and a half hours? That's insane. And she straight up from the beginning said, look, I'm going to be here till 11 o'clock because she went on right at eight and she was prompt. She has no opening act or anything like that. She is, she's a self, like, starter, self doer, self ender. I mean, she's doing it all herself. At at this point, point, yeah. And um, part of that is out of necessity. Um, so she doesn't have an opener. She arrives right at eight o'clock and she go. She went. I mean, people went up and did potty breaks on their own. Jamie and I sat in that chair just like transfixed the whole time for a number of reasons. One, I've always been a fan of Kathy Griffin and whatever you uh, thought. A lot of you probably didn't have thoughts about her much until she, um, you know, ceremoniously ended her career. Uh, or had it ended, um, depending on where what opinions you might have. But um, you know, Jamie and I have been fans of hers for years. Her brand of comedy is hilarious. She's gossipy. You know, for those of you who love celebrity gossip, she dishes the dirt. Well, I mean, that's the thing about her um, that has always caught our attention is because that's what we deal in is celebrity gossip, and the thing that. Kathy Griffin has always done very well is like she holds takes no prisoners. She talks celebrity gossip. She tells you the things you want to know about the celebrities and she always has and she doesn't really care the story that the celebrities want you to know. She tells you the real stories that you really want to know. Yeah, and she, you know, and you take her stories for what they are, but you, you like she now is even more so at that place where she literally says things like I don't give a bleep I don't give a bleep what you think about what I'm about to say, but I'm going to tell you this. And it was all these, I mean, there was so much celebrity gossip and dish. 
um, and a lot of other stuff, but mostly the celebrity gossip, gossip and dish uh-huh. uh, was delightful. And um, I mean, I don't know. Where do you want to begin? Well, okay. Tell me about her neighbor, neighbors. Okay. So the whole, her, the whole performance really is like taking you on a journey of what happened to her um, when she did that now fatal career, fatal photo shoot. Mm-hmm. And as she's telling you that story, she's, weaving throughout that these celebrity tidbits when she when that stuff all went down when her career melted down Mm -hmm. right right in uh, front of her at that time she was living and i think this was in bel-air at that time her next door neighbors were kim and kanye like legit kim and kanye she's like these people were not a block away they were not a half mile away they were not like you know 500 yards away she's like if i opened my window we could shake hands that's how close we were so she's like i got to know them and i didn't know that um maybe we should have known that but i didn't know that and the the stories that she tells sort of throughout this like bigger narrative about what happened to her career the story that the stories that she tell about kim and kanye are just so delightful and it just do you know what she thinks of kim yeah no tell me okay so for kim she's like look i know you're gonna hate me but i you know i kind of like kim i mean she's super nice she's like you guys she's actually really nice i get the impression from kathy's telling of the stories that kim is a little bit as we expect her to be perhaps not much going on upstairs. Oh, sure, yeah. And literally, she would just, you know, she would poke fun at all of that. But like one day, she, um, because uh, her man friend is like not that interested in the Kardashians and is, you know, doesn't really know much about them. And so one day, she Kim wanted to come over and see her house, mm-hmm. and so she had her come over. And you know, her man friend answers, not knowing that Kim Kardashian is going to be on the other side of the door, and he's like, "Oh my God, what can I help you? What is this?" And um, so <laughs> and she's like, "Meh." That's how she says she talks all the time. She's like, "Oh my God, it's she's like the peanuts person, mm-hmm. you know, like." <laughs> And it's hard to understand her. But anyway, she comes over and like, so they like hang out. They're like, you know, talking about stuff. She made this deal with her that um, Kathy Griffin made this deal with Kim. Like if ever things go bad um, and you need somebody to talk to, she's like, you can just call me and I'll give you like 20 minutes of comedy if like crap's going on in your life. And she says it's happened like three or four times. She's like, she goes in exchange for me being able to call you and your family whores. You, you know, if you ever need like 20 minutes of comedy to get you through the crap that's going on in your life, just call me. So that's the agreement they have. OK, I kind of love that because my question, one of my questions was going to be, how does Kim feel about Kathy talking about her on stage? Yeah. And so that's the agreement they have. And so Kim will just be like, you know, that's life crazy. sucks right now. Um, and, and Kim and the way she paints Kim, she's like, Kim has gone through a lot because Kanye, she's like, let's be honest. Kanye is a hot mess and has had some serious issues. Okay. Pause. And I'm being polite. How, how does she feel about Kanye? So Kanye, she's like, he's crazy. He's, she's like, he's very polite. But the, the one time she went over uh, to the house or one of the times she went over to the house, like Kanye came down and, and she was going to meet him. And she goes to like, you know, because she's just one of those people that doesn't care that it's awkward. She's like, give me a hug. And Kanye was like, and then like danced off away from her saying like, this didn't happen. This just didn't happen. And then left the room. Actually, he did that. And she goes, I don't have a punchline for that joke because I don't know what happened or what that was. Oh, my God. But literally, she's like, he's as weird as you think he is. And speaking of how weird he is, again, they were neighbors 
And by the way, if you're just tuning in, we're talking about Kathy Griffin. Bradley saw her on stage last night. She was neighbors with Kim and Kanye. So we're talking about Kathy Griffin, not like Bradley's friend, Kathy. Yeah. But hi, Kathy. Well, we're friends. Basically. It sounded like it. Yeah. Uh, Kathy Griffin talking about what Kanye and Kim are really like. So um, you'll remember Kanye went through that like uh, psychiatric. Yeah. Uh, what do they call it? Fifty one fifty or something. Fifty. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, and it was like eight days long or whatever. Well, all of a sudden, her um, I, I don't know what her man friend's name is. So I just keep calling her man friend comes in and he's like, oh, my God, you won't believe what just happened. So Kanye comes back mm-hmm. after that, like eight day, whatever. And she goes, all of a sudden, he runs out into the backyard that there is music playing super, super, super loud, mm-hmm. like. And maybe like 10 minutes or something like she's like, they're always quiet. She's like, they always talked about um, they always made fun of how quiet they were. She's like, yeah, the porn star and the you know rapper. And here we are, like we're the quietest people on the block. Well, Kanye plays music super loud for like 10 minutes and then shuts it off and runs out into the middle of the backyard and just screams at the top of his lungs like ah! and then runs back in, turns the music on for another 10 minutes, turns it off, runs back out in the backyard. Ah! The best part about it is the music that he was playing was the sound of music. Enya. Oh. Sail away, sail away. And so, you know, we're all dying that Kanye is playing like tons of Enya to get through his like psychiatric crisis. And she's like, at one point, I wasn't even sure if it wasn't Enya in the backyard. She's like, you don't know because these people, she's like, these people are so rich. They're yeah. literally, they have like a mint in their, in their house because they're making money so fast. Oh my gosh. So that's the kind of stuff. They could have just airdropped One Enya night, into the house literally, to sing for him. Exactly. One night she went out um, and Kim was in the backyard doing that photo shoot. And I guarantee you would know the photos. She was like climbing a tree buck naked. Uh-huh. And um and Kathy just starts yelling like, "Come on down from there, Kim!" Oh my gosh! Yeah, so it's that kind of stuff. That to me was that's the stuff that I really enjoy. I mean, I loved the whole thing, the whole three and a half hours. But I think our listeners would get a kick out of, you know, it's that kind of stuff that that is too wild. All this is going on, by the way, is like her career is melting down, and she was sort of hiding out from the world. And as she was, she was sort of getting to know Kim and Kanye before they moved back to Calabasas. And they and they're I mean, they were having their own meltdown. Yeah. I mean, that is fascinating. She talked all about Chris Jenner. She talked about TMZ. She talked. I mean, she goes all over the place. One more quick question. And we do have to take a break because we do have a cheat day item that has been uh, waiting for us outside oh, yeah. this door. It's melting. Uh, that is a hint. Um, but do, do you get the impression from what Kathy the, because I know she speaks truth. Yeah. I mean, because like you said, she's just like bleep it all. Yeah. She doesn't care. So she has no reason to lie about anything yeah. or trump trump up a story. No pun intended. Um, but do you get the impression when she's talking about like the Harvey Levin stuff or, you know, TMZ or Kim and Kanye or, you know, her relationships with people in in Hollywood? Do you get the impression that some of the things that we've sort of kind of stumbled upon through our blind items and that kind of oh, thing? Yeah. That they're right on. Yes, yes. And I will tell you, I know it's hard not to be in like sort of tinfoil hat town on occasion, um, especially in the world that we live in. But I'm telling you, it just it all paints a picture of just there's a whole bunch of dysfunction in Hollywood and people are working very hard to not show that side of the of the dysfunction. 
And, you know, and and you should always be questioning why people are saying and doing certain things. Oh, it's fascinating. All right. When we come back, it is Friday. So we like to cheat on our normally pretty healthy diets. And we're going to do just that after this on My Talk 107.1. Hey guys, it's Friday, and on Fridays, we get kind of excited on the Colleen and Bradley show. Uh, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer, because Fridays mean that we can eat whatever we want. Uh, we call it a cheat day. Dirty rotten cheetah. Cheat day taste test. Stick this in your mouth. And uh, we're going to. What are we eating today? Well, okay, so our social media gal, Hannah, uh, she gets very excited. She's been very, very into cheat day recently. She also loves Halloween. She also loves Starbucks. And uh, those three things all combined, when she saw this new drink that they're offering at Starbucks, it's called the Witch's Brew. Mm. Uh, This is a seasonal beverage that they are offering. Another Franken-food from... From the Starbucks. A Frankenfrap, if you will. I feel like last year, I can't remember what they called it last year or two years ago. We did one uh, and it had like, uh, what? Unicorn. The un- no, but they did a different one around um, around uh, Halloween. Remember, they had like a red thing that they put on the top and it sort of bled down the sides and it looked like Frankenstein. Anyway, this one has like some chia seeds in it and it's bubbling. What's, what are the uh, ingredients? Well, I can't even find it on their website. Uh, to tell you about it, it it's it isn't hasn't been made available to me, um, but I'm looking for it right now. Can you find it, Hannah? Your social media gal. Uh, anyway, which is She found it. We're awakening the magic it's right now. A purple blend of toad's breath, which tastes like the orange creme frappuccino. It has a swirl of bat warts added, which are chia seeds. Oh, how exciting. And it's topped with vanilla whipped cream with a dusting of green lizard scale powder. Hmm. Bradley already ate it. <laughs> and. What do you? Th- Hi, Brad. What do you think? Nah, he's not liking the chia seeds. Are gross. This is just like for if you are a twelve-year-old girl, you're probably gonna love it. And my daughter will probably yeah. be bonkers about this, but she's not gonna eat the whole thing. FYI, like oh, she's she gonna take. Would. I don't know. Go tr- go ahead. Okay, and try it. I'm gonna try it. I but I will tell you before I take my sip. I'm not a big fan of the orange cream situation. It does got it's got that cream sickle. It basically tastes like cream sickle with frog eggs. Mm. Nope. Why do you say I don't, no? Yeah, mm, I don't like orange stuff. Yeah. I don't mind that because I like creamsicles, but I just, I would never crave that. And it's, you know, what's weird, confusing about it to me? The weird chia seed texture tastes like little frog eggs. What's confusing about it to me is that it's purple. And then when you sip it, it tastes like orange. Holly says no as well. Yeah. No. It's a weird. Hmm. Mm. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Mm. There are just so many other flavors I'd rather put in my mouth. Right? Me too. Yeah. I'm a little sad about it, though, because I want I like to be festive, but I don't feel... Do you? Do you? Pretzel lady. Yes, no, I you do. Don't. You hate Halloween, remember? Mm-hmm. But I like to drink festive drink. No, I don't. You're I was right. going to say. I was trying to be nice. I just like, I mean, I like Starbucks. Hey, look, it's not about not liking Starbucks. It's about not liking the product. So if you uh, are a fan of orange, you very well might like the Frappuccino. I just think the texture is kind of gross. I don't get the point of the chia seeds. I mean, I get that they look kind of scary, I guess. But it's what what I mean is, yeah, they're supposed to be like imaginary bat supposed to be like a, a weird texture thing. Yeah. Um, but I don't really understand the point. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. Again, <laughs> like if you're a 12 year old girl, you probably will think it's fun and exciting and cute. Yeah. Or, you know, a hipster. Hannah, are you at the least bit interested in trying this? She says, she's gonna try. Oh, she's going to try. Oh, it. nice. Oh, she's in. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Not the orange. Not the no, orange. Yeah, yeah it's, orange. it's the off-puttingness of, of putting the orange flavor with the visual of the purple. That's what I'm saying. It's like yeah, you go just... to put it in your mouth and you're like, it's purple. And you don't quite know what you're getting yourself into, but you don't think orange. I, I will say, though, I am not a Frappuccino person. I don't generally buy Frappuccinos just because it's a big calorie bomb. And I, if I'm going to do a calorie bomb at Starbucks, it's going to be a hot beverage, mm. like a you know a latte or something latte. like that. A delicious mocha. Yeah, or mm. something, you know, holiday festive. Also, I've noticed at Starbucks, the holiday menu isn't as festive yet. I don't know if it just hasn't arrived yet, but like my eggnog latte and stuff. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's not, not time not yet. Halloween yet. It's oh, not come time on. yet. Oh, come, no. They had pumpkin no, spice in like July. No, it's not time yet. No, you'll get your eggnog in time. Just be patient. It's happening. Oh, okay. D-Bags coming up next after this. My Talk 107.1. Celebrities behaving badly. We have a name for them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Uh, and that name that we have for those badly behaving celebrities is D-Bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-Bag today? Oh my gosh. I'm giving my D-bag today to Paramount Studios. Oh my God, Paramount, why? Because they're trying to deliver us a Clueless reboot that we did not ask for. Oh, the Clueless reboot, Mm -hmm. yes. Here's one reason why I'm mad about this. Okay. Because there are some people who shall remain nameless, but their names rhyme with Tradley Brainer. And they still have not seen the original Clueless, so I don't feel like we need a reboot of the Clueless. Maybe because I feel like we have to saturate the current community with the original. No, everybody has seen ready for a new one. Everybody has seen Clueless except for me. I realize that. I just again, that is 
a great movie does not need to be. Oh, remade. I have huge blue uh, movie blind spots too. I and I have no desire to see a reboot, much less a boot. So I am not the only thing. Like and, and okay, so Holly had reported about this earlier in the show about the fact that they are considering um, having the former stars Alicia Silverstone, Storn. Silverstone, and Stacey Dash. Oh no, appear we're not in doing the movie. anything with her. Appear in the We've movie. Canceled her. Um, and all I, my only feeling about that is Alicia Silverstone really does need a job because Alicia Silverstone. Remember, we read a blind item about her. She's been trying to even get a reality show yeah, um, based on having another child. But, with yes, her ex-husband. but see, this is why I think. Uh, what do we know about this reboot? Okay, here's what we do know about it. Um, the head writer or the writer and the story editor on the the Netflix series series Glow, which is a pretty well loved series, sure for sure. Um, Margarita Robinson has been um, brought on to to write the script, uh, and it'll be produced by Tracy Oliver, uh, and she's known for writing Girls Trip, the movie. Um, so th- those two have been brought on board. Um, and so that's what we know so far. Yeah. So it's not, I mean, the, the, we don't even have a script yet, So, but those people have been brought on to reimagine Clueless. There's so much TV. I mean, it's almost like, you know, the outrage about reboots is almost just moot at this point because there's just so much TV that you're not getting to anyway. It's not like you're really put out by a, by a Clueless reboot. Um, it's just, it. You know, it's just not a point of interest. Like, we're not interested in those unless there's something that sticks out. And the only way to know that is if we watch it and we're like, oh, wow, that's actually better than I expected it to be. And then, okay, maybe I'll watch it or, you know, maybe it'll it'll go on to do great things. But for the most part, there is so much other TV that we can worry about. Well, but this is what I really. Yes, you're right. What I really want is for people to just watch the original Clueless. Like what I want is for somebody to say. Oh, hey, everybody. How about go back and watch the original Clueless and then go watch the original Clueless and then save the money on making a remake. And then we'll just have the Clueless experience without a new Clueless. And then we can put all that money towards some original story that hasn't been told yet. But we don't do that anymore in 2018. Yeah. I know we do. It's just that we do everything. I mean, literally, it is a. It is like there is so much television. There is so much of everything happening at the same time. The problem, I think, honestly, is with reboots is that they're getting a lot of the oxygen in the room. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of focusing on shows that you know are new and original, more and of fun our attention, exciting. Every you know news cycle is just you know blankety blank is getting rebooted. And what I often think that that ends up being is nothing more than trying to get attention for a particular project. Sure. Um, because in a way, this is not just doing the movie again. It's a series and it could be, t- you know, it could actually be a decent series. But what I'm saying is that the, when we talk about these things being rebooted, it's because somebody's trying to make the case, right. To either secure money or, or to secure a job in the case of the people that were involved on those shows. I mean, how many times have we talked about a, a Spice Girls reunion that probably is never happening. And mostly it's because Mel B wants some money. Yeah. And, it, she, and she needs attention so she can get money. Yeah. Cause she's broke. Exactly. Instead, we're missing out on opportunities to talk about some original content that's actually sitting out there and, you know, festering because nobody is paying attention. Okay. So here's my assignment to everybody. And then we can talk about your D bag. 
go watch the original Clueless, and then you can feel free to watch other original content, and you don't need to sit around and wait for the reboot. Thank you. Bye. Um, my D-bag today has nothing to do with reboots and everything to do with lazy tabloids. Oh, yay! Here's the lazy tabloid today. Well, today it's Us Magazine or US Magazine if you're dumb. Us Weekly? Um, It's daily at this point, frankly. Okay. Well, their website is usmagazine.com. So it's Us Weekly. Because sometimes it's weekly, sometimes it's daily. But this is Us Food. This is from Us Food. That's a section. Here's a headline for you. Jennifer Lawrence, the Kardashian Jenners, and more stars who can't resist the power of pizza. Um, Who's ready to celebrate pizza? Because it compels them so? From Jennifer Lawrence, who went to town on a slice during the 2014 Oscars, to Sarah Hyland, who's she? Who helped herself to part of a pie in the midst of a red carpet interview. The obvious love of pizza knows no bounds. And for these famous faces, the Italian staple clearly has a pizza. Their heart. Oh my gosh. Has a pizza. Their heart. See what we did there, they say. Michelle Obama, the firmer, firmer first lady of the United States, who championed healthy eating during her time in the White House, snacked on a slice of pizza on the South Lawn in 2013. She was joined by school children. My gosh. This is literally, I don't even know how many words... On celebrities Tina eating Fey. pizza. The 30 Rock creator was never shy about her on-screen alter ego Liz Lemon's love for pizza. Here she is eating pizza with Tonight Show Jimmy Fallon. Meryl Streep, Julia Roberts. They were eating pizza once. Jennifer Lawrence, she ate pizza. You Kylie know what? and Kendall Jenner. I'm sorry. They ate pizza. Hats off to Samantha Leffler. Because Samantha Leffler is doing life correctly yes she is she showed up for work on i don't um, know maybe she is a tuesday our culture maybe a tuesday and, and she, she needs was to like, be fired you know what i like i like pizza yeah. um i got a job to do and i'm not real enthusiastic about my job today so i'm gonna go to my editor and i'm gonna suggest something hey editor i got i got something I, I, how about i write about stars eating pizza yeah editor says okay but wait why not there's more <laughs> Back in the day, she wrote this article. It's love. See which stars can't get enough of pizza. Oh, what? She's written more than one? About pizza? Yeah. What was the date on that one? Oh, I don't have the date. I can she go back. has a oh. yearly pizza column? I don't think it's yearly. No, oh, it's okay. all food. She she writes about food. Oh, okay. Um, she also talked about... Oh, no, I'm not saying that out loud. Uh, yeah. So she's got some actual food stories, but... You guys, this is so lazy. And also, there's nothing unique. Like, you could do a unique, interesting story about celebrities and pizza, right? Like, what kind of things celebrities like on their pizza. Sure. How celebrities eat their pizza. This is literally just pictures of, like, she Googled celebrities eating pizza and created a story. I mean, again... I'm not. She's a D bag. And don't even. There is absolutely no reason for you to give her any solace. Here's the issue half the stories that she writes about, guess who else is talking about them? Who? Think about it. Um, Guess who else is talking about them? I don't know who. You guys, Colleen and Bradley. What do you mean? Here's her pie line. Ew. 
Starbucks Witch's Brew Frappuccino has um, bat warts. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah well, she was yeah, right she, on that. We were one. there for okay, that. Okay, she's also talking about um, candy cane flavors. Yeah. Again, I'm a big Samantha Leffler fan. Burger King Turns Nightmare out, King Burger. There for that. She's talking about bagels. No, she is a D bag. Cereal. <laughs> Anybody who's this lazy in their job does not deserve does to be. She has how to get free them? Taco Bell during the upcoming World Series. So oh, that okay, sounds we did like talk a, about yeah. that the other day. Yeah, yeah, does she have anything on uh, giving out pretzels for Halloween? Uh, Unfortunately, not. No. Okay. So here's. But I bet you could t- Google <laughs> some celebrities who ate pretzels. <laughs> Hold on. Let's do that right now. <laughs> you know what? I might write her. I've got some ideas. Ideas for Samantha Leffler from Us Magazine, Us Food. Uh, I might try them out, see how she does with those. Uh, thank you for that D bag, Bradley. It's given me some things to think about to chew on. It's cute. I cute, see Holly. There. That was cute. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have to assemble the Cobra Gang. We have a mystery that needs some solving. We have to speculate on mm, something regarding the departure of Megan Kelly. From NBC. We'll be back after this on My Talk 1071. All right, so we've got a little bit of a mystery to try to solve on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And when we have a mystery to solve, we have to convene the Cobra Gang. Whenever there's trouble, we'll there on the double with a Cobra Gang. You've got the crime, we've got the time, we're the gang. Okay, so I have a mystery that we need to solve, and it involves Megyn Kelly and Ronan Farrow. So Megyn Kelly, of course, we're all talking about her leaving NBC. We've now got it confirmed officially that uh, Megyn Kelly's hour from the Today Show is axed, and so she is likely on her way out the door. Yesterday, though, there was a story, Colleen, about how um, Megan Kelly's lawyer, and here was the headline from page six, Megan Kelly's lawyer wants Ronan Farrell on hand to meet with NBC's execs. So that, and I don't know, the face you're giving me makes me think you're also feeling as though I, uh, the same way I did yesterday, which was what? Yeah. Why would Megan Kelly and her attorneys want uh, Ronan Farrell in the room when they're talking to NBC's execs about uh, Megan's departure from the network. Huh. Well, okay, first of all, let's set the table um, and just sort of give context to what Ronan Farrow's role has been, I guess. Uh, let's just sort of go down the list of of things we've known Ronan Farrow from in recent months. Uh, well, Ronan Farrow obviously did the expose on Harvey Weinstein. He's right. um, done... You know, stuff about his own um, father. Right. Um, so journalist, investigative reporter, uh, yeah, but et cetera. He, but he also has a very, um, you know, rocky relationship with NBC's executives. Right. Because he brought the story about uh, Harvey Weinstein. He brought stories about uh, he's brought stories to NBC uh, to, ha- to have them aired, and NBC has basically shut them down and turned them down. He was at NBC and working on that uh, Weinstein expose, and they were like, yeah, we don't want to publish this story. So then that's when he goes to The New Yorker. So it's weird to me that they would then want him in the room with those executives. Right. All we know, though, 
Um, and I'll get to the other part of the story in just a minute. But all we know up to this point is that Megyn Kelly's litigator attorney, Brian Friedman, was meeting with executives or is supposed to meet with executives today and, quote, has requested that Ronan Farrow attend so he can be a witness. A witness to what? I don't know. Okay, so that just, I mean, so th- it feels like there's going to be some sort of bomb dropped in the midst of all of this it could be right but then we look to ronan farrow to say like why why does megan kelly want you in the room mm-hmm. to which and this we learned uh thursday evening a source familiar with ronan and this situation said ronan knows nothing i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. About this story, meaning does not know that Megyn Kelly wants his presence or anything as to why. Um... An insider told the network, quote, Megan's pattern of racial insensitivity has bitten her badly here. And this transparent attempt to distract from the pain she has caused with her comments is unseemly. So the only thing that I can think of, but I this is why I wanted to bring the story to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and Holly, feel free to jump in as well if you have any thoughts on the matter, is that she wants people to think there's a whiff of some sort of sexual discrimination going on, right. or harassment that having Ronan Farrow in the room is going to prevent or somehow, you know, or like they're giving my take on it was that maybe they thought that they were giving him the seed of a story, you know, or having him there would scare the executives somehow because he clearly has, you know, cojones enough to go forward with a story, he you know he does he's not afraid of them, uh, you know he's taking he his stories. Know, I mean that means there is no story right at this at point. this point. But maybe there's you know maybe the 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 process the thought process there is uh, that this is where the story would begin, right? That if he's present there, that he sees all of this happen, and that gives him the idea for a story. Based on what he sees in yeah, there, but like if Ronan Farrow's sitting in the room, what are the execs going to do? That's going to give him an idea for a story. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's no, why I agree with you. That's why I think what likely is the case, maybe, is that they just want people in the media to think there's something there, there when there's not nothing there at a time when they're trying to get the best deal they can possibly get for her. It's so bizarre. I mean, it is bizarre, right? Holly, what's your take on it? Yeah, I think it's very similar to your guys' take when this news broke yesterday afternoon from Megyn Kelly's attorney that they wanted Ronan Farrow in the room. The only thing that I could think of is that, well, there was a relationship at one time between Ronan Farrow and NBC. We learned that when he was working on an investigative report uh, about Harvey Weinstein. He also has a relationship with MSNBC. He used to have a show there. But the fact that maybe to have a credible investigative journalist in the room to witness the negotiations it doesn't to, make to, val- sense. to validate them, that's really the only thing that I could think of. And you you have to take into account the like publicity nature of this, the tabloid nature of this, because this is being leaked to the media 
that this is an issue or this is a thing. Yeah, right. The only other thing I can think of possibly is that Megyn Kelly has been covering Me Too stories throughout her hour of today while she's been the host of that. And that Kelly called for an external investigation of NBC News. So maybe perhaps her attorney... By asking Ronan Farrow to be in that room is positioning Megyn Kelly as a, a person that is maybe wanted by NBC News and that uh, that might be the reason hmm. that for her departure. So I think maybe perhaps threading that narrative now. Oh, interesting. I've read that in the Washington Post and a couple other places, but that seems like it could be a uh, a legitimate reason or a, a reason why yeah. the attorney would want Ronan Farrow to be in the room. Okay, I have a question. I'm curious about this question um, because I uh, I'm not clear on one thing when you say that uh, a source close to Ronan Farrow says Ronan is not clear are you saying that Ronan Farrow is not clear as to why he's wanted there or he had not been made aware that he was wanted there all it says is a source familiar with the situation told page six on Thursday evening quote Ronan knows nothing about this oh interesting yeah because that what that says to me is that the that it leaked out to the tabloids that he's wanted in the room, but it had never been even communicated to Ronan yeah. that he was requested in the first place, which that tells the story in and of itself as well, right? Yeah, that he has no connection to anything that's currently going on. Yeah. But like again, you would think it would go to him first and then maybe get leaked out. Well, somehow. that's why I think this might just be a publicity stunt. Yeah. Because why would you leak the story if nobody actually knows? Like, if you're trying to get him on your side, don't you go to him first and talk to him? I mean, he could be lying, of course, but um, you don't leak it to to page six. It's so bizarre. Yeah. And do we know allegedly when these negotiations are happening? I they might be happening be, right now. They're as supposed we're to be speaking. happening today. Today. But that's okay. all we know. And he may or may not be part of them. Ronan Farrell. Yeah. Fascinating. Well, I guess did we solve that mystery. No, no. I don't no. think we did. No, I don't I, I, anywhere on I it. think we talked through it as best we could. I mean, as as be- as well as anybody could, um, because I just think how bizarre. I don't think we've ever heard anything like this that a reporter would be requested in a negotiation of a con- that just is bizarre. Yeah, no, it's certainly it's, it's nothing I've ever heard of right. before. And the only thing I can think of is that he would have some connection to the, her story, but clearly he probably doesn't because he doesn't know anything about yeah. this. So it's either a publicity stunt or there's something we're going to learn, you know, in the weeks uh, and months to come. I mean, she, you know, to, to Holly's earlier point, the one thing that connects them together is that she did, um, as you mentioned, Holly call for an independent investigation of NBC, Mm -hmm. so perhaps she's concerned that that will somehow weigh on her in their negotiations. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, All right, when we come back, Justin Bieber was caught eating a burrito sideways. Some people say that is incorrect. Mm -hmm. I have a different argument. Uh, But we wanted to ask you, what is the uh, food eating tactic that at NetApp We'll bring the love of cloud. You bring your passion to change the world. With NetApp, you'll experience secure access to your data anywhere, anytime. Running your apps on the clouds of your choice. Machine learning and automation to optimize infrastructure. It's time to unlock all of data's possibilities. What we're doing with the cloud is just the beginning. NetApp, for the love of cloud. 
Tap the ad or visit netapp.com slash love to see how amazing the cloud can be. Love Target? Well, you're about to love it even more. With Target Red Card, you'll save 5% every day, in-store and online. Find the red card that's right for you, whether it's debit, credit, or Target's new Red Card Reloadable, which doesn't require an existing bank account or credit check. With Target Red Card, you'll get exclusive deals and free shipping on most items. Visit Target.com slash Red Card to get all the details. It's always a great day to save. Restrictions apply.